friends, good day. Welcome to the Pastor's Cut podcast. This podcast is going to be for the week of Sunday, January 22nd. So here we are recording it almost two weeks before that Sunday. We're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 5, but before we get there, I want to start off by just bantering here for a quick <laughs> moment. Um, we, we were trying to come up with, with a, a question to ask. And so my question for the day, if you were to travel to any city of your choice other than Tulsa, and uh, you just you get to pick a city that, that you want to go to, maybe it's one you have been, maybe it's one you haven't been to, where would you go? All right. So Marissa, go yeah, for it. Yeah. Um, there's all of the cities. I want to go everywhere. Um, thinking of Amsterdam and Delhi and... Uh, Hong Kong and all these cities, especially Hong Kong, who's it's such a fluid city. I'd like to go to the Hong Kong of the early '90s, but that you know no longer exists. So mm. just to see things um, before they change. Um, primarily, though, I want to go back to New York City. That was the vacation that we had planned pre-pandemic. <laughs> mm. The spring break that everything blew up mm-hmm. um, uh, is when we were going to go to New York City. So um, went there often as a kid. Uh, lived there for a little while and. Really, I've always wanted to take my girls there, and I hope I get the opportunity to do that again because the pandemic stole it from us. <laughs> Grr. What about you, Dave? So, I'm a beach guy. So yeah. any any city that's near a beach, I would love to go to. I've never been to Corpus Christi mm-hmm. down in South Texas. I have never been to Florida. I've actually been to very few cities east of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And so it would be fun to see any cities on the East Coast, certainly see any any beaches over that way yeah, as well. Yeah. I'm and into that. Brad, what about you? <laughs> mm, not a beach guy unless there's a fishing rod involved. But um, Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but but um, there's a couple on my list. Um, Auckland, New Zealand. Mm. Mm, okay. well, New, New Zealand in general yeah, is on my yeah. list. I've never been there. And... Um, that's just number one on the list. And uh, number two would always be Norfolk, Virginia, or wherever my granddaughters are currently residing. It's adorable. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. Just wherever they so are. So if you can get your grandkids to, to Auckland, then you'll be that set. That would be like the double whammy. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. So, Sweet. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's, I have others, but I, you know, that's, that's my big two. All we need to do is find that private jet for you to, yeah, to get your family yeah. out there. Well, I've, I found several. They just wouldn't let me on. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this morning we are looking at Galatians chapter 5, verses 13, all the way through the end of the chapter, verse 26. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think it'll be a great message as we're exploring this passage. So before we dive in, Marissa, would you mind reading the first half and I'll read the second half? We'll divide it up. Sure. Through 18, sh- you think? That's perfect. I'll do it. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now I'm reading from a different version from the CSB. Now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, 
promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, caressing, and anything similar. I warn you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So as we read this passage and look at the the broad scope of it, it's kind of interesting to note when Darren preaches this in a couple of weeks, he chose to pull out a little bit more from just the fruit of the spirit passage and the fruit of the flesh and and include one more paragraph in there. Mm -hmm. What do you see? What stands out to you? What's the first thing maybe that pops out? Well, Galatians 5 is written to those who are really nervous about putting aside legalism about putting aside the law um, because they're afraid it'll cause the church to devolve into sin and into chaos. And I think that's a common fear even today. If we if we step back from the law and experience a little bit of freedom from that, is that does that mean that we'll become too dependent on grace and freedom where it gets to be, you know, I'll sin now and ask God for forgiveness later. Mm-hmm. Um, but walking in the Spirit is not a marriage to legalism nor to sin or license to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a life of faith and love that's above all those other ways. Um, Paul says that this is not the freedom the gospel offers. That's not, we don't have to be worried about that. That true freedom in Christ and walking in the Spirit results in more love, not selfishness, but a uh, compassion and understanding and love for other people in the ways of God. Um, it's That's what freedom is. And Galatians 5 tells us of the freedom to become more than we're capable of being on our own. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If we do, you know, if, if we are relying on our own works and our own ways and our own nature, um, then falling away from legalism is frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're called to cast aside our former, former self, embrace God, embrace one another, embrace grace and unity and all the fruit of the Spirit. Um, Paul acknowledges that that's not easy, <laughs> but, um, but it's possible through the Holy Spirit, through walking through the Spirit. Um, we're, we're sealed to Him, we're yoked to Him, we belong to God, and we're being transformed into the image of Christ through our journey with Him together. Mm-hmm. So I, I love mm-hmm. Galatians 5. It's one of those like Ephesians 4 where it's like, this is hard, but we can do it, and God will give us that power. Yes, yes, very much so. And, and so as I look at this as a whole, I haven't yet talked to Darren, so I don't know what he's going to talk about on Sunday, I know, his sermon, okay. his sermon title is interesting. It's like, ooh, I wonder where he's going with that. <laughs> so share, what is his sermon title? I, I believe it's Planting Lives. Planting Lives. Yeah, so I'm, I'm okay. interested to find out how, how that's all going to come together. Yeah, that, that would be, be fascinating. <laughs> so as I read this and was thinking through it, I, I was struck by, by this verse 14, Paul says... For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you divide and but if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you'll be consumed by one another. And then fast forward to the end of the passage altogether, verses 25, 26, or 24, 25, 26. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let's, let us also keep step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another envying one another. There's this biting that's going on both at the beginning and the end of the mm-hmm. passage 
And then in the middle of it, it's talking about love and, and the fruit of what it means to follow God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those biting, I mean, you just think of the animalistic nature of, you know, uh, verbs like that, if we're going to be biting and devouring each other. And, mm-hmm. and that's that whole thing. If we're uh, stepping back away from the law, does that mean that we're going to go to our basis selves, that we're going to become purely animalistic and selfish and kind of that mm-hmm. do what thou wilt um, kind of mentality? Um, my favorite things about this chapter are um, the the, the uh, verse eighteen. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. And and like you said, walking in step with the Spirit. I yes. love imagery of uh, walking with God. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, the law is so hard to keep, um, but if you love God and you're filled with the Spirit, if you're walking by the Spirit, then living righteously is not a burden or an mm-hmm, impossible thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's not an obligation. It's merely trying to uh, keep up with the Spirit. It's, it's um, I don't know. Do you guys hike a lot, Dave? We used to hike a lot when, when our kids were much little, yeah, and we could no, carry them all. There's not really a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. We, it's kind of like, well, I guess we'll do Turkey Mountain again. Yes. There's more than that. I know, I know. But um, but yeah, there's not a lot of hiking in Tulsa that can make you excited sure. about the destination. Yeah. <laughs> but I really think of our life with God as walking in the Spirit, as walking with your kids, as hiking with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, I have two kids, and... One likes hiking a lot more than the other, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we've all been that child who kind of drags their feet and hates hikes and doesn't want to be there and uh, kind of resents their parents for bringing them along. And and uh, this entire time they're on the path, they're walking forward, but it's begrudging. It's an obligation. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not a joy for them. And then there's the other child that... Um, that loves being in the loves being in creation, loves being in the company company of their parents. You know, will run double time with their little legs to keep up. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and you know, they, they might skip ahead for a moment or have to run to catch up. Um, that's what I think of as as uh, following the law versus following the spirit of, of uh, walking with the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, that we have the opportunity to really enjoy hiking with our father, going walking on the path with our father. Um, both children walk the same path. One's doing it out of obligation, um, and the other is a joyful, uh, just enjoyment of the journey. Um, Richard Foster says that our goal as Christians is not the destination of heaven, but it's the the journey. It's the mm. hike. It's the walk. As Christ followers, our goal is to follow Christ, uh, not to reach the end of the trail. And so that that's the imagery that I see here in Galatians 5 is, man, wouldn't you love to have an easy burden with this. Wouldn't you love to just spend time with the Father and enjoy this journey together? I love that. I love that image I because I, I love hiking. And, <laughs> and I, one of my favorite personal passages is from Genesis 5, where, where the Bible talks about Enoch walking with God, and ultimately he walks with God so much that God takes him away, that he walks no more. Yeah. There's something about that, that journey that we're all called to, to walk in and walk with God and cultivate and grow and mature through that walking process. Right, yeah. And when we're in the presence of our Father, you know, we become more and more conformed to Him, more and more transformed mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. image of Christ. So it's like a little kid who grows up and their legs become longer, their legs become stronger. It's, it's easier to keep up with their parents. Um, so it, that's the same for us. We're going to find it easier to match our steps with his until the day when we meet him face to face and walking with him will be completely na- natural. It'll be the easiest thing in the world at that point. 
Yes, which is why I think Paul even uses that word fruit, the, the carpe, just the natural outcome yes, yeah. of what you do as you spend time walking with God yeah, yeah. and investing in Him. You're going to love other people. You're going to want to serve other people. Right. You're not going to want to bite and devour each other, no mm-hmm. matter what you, you might think of. And the image there that he's conjuring um, in, in verse 15, and then again in, in verse 26, it very much so is animalistic. It's it, the, the words there for um, devouring one another, it's only used... One other time in the New Testament, and that was in Luke chapter 9, consumed by one another. That's the only place it's used in the New Testament. And um, provoking and envying one another, also, it's only used there in the New Testament. So Paul uses these words that have images, but they come from like Greek mythology. Like there's this this idea of two snakes that grab each other by the tails in Greek mythology, and and they wrap around each (laughs) other, and then they both consume each other. Right, yeah. Because they're so fighting, but that's not what happens when you walk with God. You're right. not going to be sucked into that world. Right, right. And that's not an image that's foreign to us. I mean, we've all been part of faith communities or seen faith communities mm-hmm. that um, that treat each other horribly yes. and um, get too wrapped up in the selfishness of it and, and devour themselves. If not wiping themselves off the map, completely destroying their witness to others. Yes, and so here's a question, maybe maybe to chew on, maybe if you're in a community group, we've all been a part of, of some form of community in some way, shape, or form that fell into this trap of getting angry with each other, comparing each other, doing something that, that started down a rabbit trail that was not good. In the middle of, of something like that, what's a way that you can find an anchor and look back so that instead of being pulled into that, you, you find yourself on this path that Paul is talking about? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and our nature, and you know, we talk a lot about the flesh in here. Um, that's everything human within us, and we want to fall into the ways of the flesh mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know, flesh wants what flesh wants. Yes. Um, when I think of falling into the ways of the flesh or falling into sin, um, I don't think of like falling off a cliff or falling into the pits of hell or something, mm-hmm. but kind of falling backwards into something that's more comfortable. It's the path of least resistance. Um, it's deciding that the hike's too hard; it's not worth it. Um, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak, uh, Jesus said in Matthew 26, 41. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, we have the privilege, and this is grace, to call upon the Father. Um, and in those moments, if we you know, humbly submit to him, if we're not fighting him, right. he will pick us up. He'll help us on that path, and we can rely on his strength in that moment. So again, that imagery of, of hiking with your dad. Kind mm-hmm. of. <laughs> As I look at this passage, uh, I'm also looking through... I, if I were teaching this passage, I wouldn't spend too much time 19 through through 21, because the emphasis that Paul is dealing with really is is the fruit of the Spirit and walking with God and staying in step with the right. Spirit. We're already well acquainted with 19 through 21. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we don't need that. the guidance. We, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would spend some time fleshing out, okay, maybe pick one of those. What does that mean to you? Describe it. Uh, if, if I were teaching this and, and guiding a discussion through that, I also would talk about maybe what does it look like to cultivate those in your own life personally and, and ask people to share some stories, what they're doing that works really well for their journey as they're learning how to walk with God and stay in step with the Spirit, to learn to, to guide those and invite the Spirit in through that process. Um, might even ask, share some spiritual disciplines. What are some ways that you engage with God or you walk with God? What are some tools that work really well for that? Right, yeah. Yeah, and talk about freedom and liberty and what that yes. means to you, because um, that's a, a large part of the language that Paul uses here is is freedom and what freedom really means. Is it to do whatever we want, 
or to be, uh, you know, more pleased by the ways of God. Um, Living according to the Spirit and not the flesh is intentional. You mentioned spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes cultivation to build a life of virtue. And this is where I'm like, it's like planting lives. Darren, is this where you're headed? Cultivation? Maybe I don't know. We don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah. But, um, you know, prayer and meditation grounds us in his presence. And then spiritual disciplines come into play to train us in a life that doesn't feel natural at first. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Foster calls this uh, the the principle of indirection. You know, we're not don't don't fight towards uh, towards those virtues, but cultivate them through indirection. If we struggle with pride, um, don't pray for humility. Pray for humility, but don't only pray for humility. Right, right. Also, um, put yourself into situations where you can quietly serve others. I like his suggestion that if you have trouble with patience. Um, to intentionally slow down by choosing the longest grocery line or driving in the slow lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say also, you know, spend more time with kids, spend more time with elderly people, um, you know, change your pace towards the pace of God to fight against your impatience. So it doesn't feel like a struggle. It feels like uh, like just like cultivating these mm-hmm. characteristics of Jesus. And then as the church, because this whole sermon ser- series is about who we are as a church. Right, right. Um we join others who are also intent on enjoying the journey with Christ. Um, you know, we're all cultivating this life of virtue together, and mm-hmm. and it's more fun with companions. It's easier Absolutely. with companions, um, mentors who can show us the way of Jesus, and uh, peers who can kind of uh, commiserate mm-hmm. <laughs> when it gets mm-hmm. hard and relate to each other, uh, can hear confession about our struggles, um, encourage us to stay on the path. Um, people that'll grab her hand when we want to slow down, when we want to fall back into the ways of the flesh and mm-hmm. to encourage us to keep going. That's what a church is supposed to be. Absolutely. And, and even, you know, as Paul issues these negative commands in, in verse 15 and, and again in verse 26, I wonder if if Paul is, in a not-so-subtle way, also saying, commit to love each other, commit to walk with each other, commit to encourage each other instead of pulling each other down yeah, yeah. like our own human nature just wants to do. Look for ways to build each other yeah. up. You want a law? Here's your law. Yeah. <laughs> Love each other. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Brad, what do you think, my friend? I think my mic was muted, so I wouldn't cough and you guys would hear it. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Um, there's a spot in the scripture that you read earlier um, about dying to self. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be careful because we can gloss right past that or just fly right over that. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation we've just had was what we can do, what we can do, what we can do, what we can do, and it's not us. Right. We're dead. The entire sixth chapter of Romans, the first 24 verses are all about dying to self. And now all this that happens is not us anymore. It is the life of Christ through us that enables us to stay in step with him. Mm-hmm. It's not effort. Although we should be aware of things, It is we have to just keep continually putting his life out there and letting him direct us. And I think there's a big difference. It'll look the same to a lot of people, but it is not the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I think that's right. It's freedom from that effort, right? Yeah, that's that's the difference between the law and not the law. Bingo, yes. Bingo was his name, and that was it right there. (laughs) That, my friends, is Brad Henderson, the worship leader with the mic drop. I love it. (laughs) 
but not uh, mic drops no, because no he, drops he really because respects those mics. <laughs> yeah. As worship leader, he never drops a mic. <laughs> no. So I, any, any final thoughts before we wrap up for, for today? I just really like this quote from Peter Marshall, which was recorded by his wife, Catherine Marshall, if you've, if you've read that book. But um, freedom is not the right to do as one pleases, but the opportunity to be pleased by doing what is right. And that is exactly the pattern set by Jesus, that he had ultimate freedom. Um, if there was anybody that walk, ever walked the earth, <laughs> he had more liberty than any of us. And yet he used his freedom and his liberty to serve and love and guide. So mm. we should follow in the ways of Christ. Amen. Brad, anything else? I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great time. I know there's a lot of good content here that you can talk about in your community groups. And so I, I pray that this is a fruitful conversation for you all. Fruitful. And, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> cultivating. <laughs> there we go. And I also pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you as, as you study and prepare to teach in just a couple of weeks. Many Amen. blessings, friends. Amen. Amen.